What do you do when you cut your finger? Take a selfie? Scream? How about listening to an expert opinion? Darling Clinic, Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. Exclusively on 107.3 Darling FM Oweri, the People's Radio. Drink this, drink that, eat that, eat the other one. We've seen a lot of things on the internet and listened to a lot of advice. You know, some people were even saying pepper and the rest of it. Really, really ridiculous. And they tell you to eat these things to have a healthy immune system. But on the show today, we'll pay attention to that. What can we do to boost our immune system? What are some of the things that we do every day that could, you know, reduce the immunity? We'll talk about all of that on Darling clinic this morning but i'm starting off the show you know with also uh appreciating all of the health workers who are in the front line fighting the covid19 pandemic those who are here in emo state fighting to protect all of us from covid19 and uh, i i started that yesterday and uh, several people have been sending in different names of health workers of humanitarians who are doing really well so uh, i want to say a special thank you to dr chikwe bukangu so he's working really hard to ensure that emolites are safe and protected from covid COVID-19. We appreciate all that you do. Certified Camille is my name and uh, you will be having this conversation with me and Chief Dr. Hisense MLA on the show this morning. He is a family physician with Futo. It's a good thing that he was able to make out time you know, to join us on this important conversation. Good morning, Chief Dr. Hisense. Good morning, Camille. And then I want to say good morning to our esteemed listeners. It's been quite a while. We've not, I've not been here, so yes. I'm happy to be with you today <laughs> to talk to our people. On a good Friday. On so how Friday. has it been for you? I mean, we haven't had a conversation since uh, the COVID-19, pan- uh, COVID-19 pandemic um, in the country. Yes, the situation has not really been easy with us uh, health workers. A lot of us have been in the front line, you know, trying to do all we can to make sure that um, our people are living good, good uh, life, <clears throat> particularly in an in the areas where we have found ourselves. And uh, not only the areas where we have found ourselves, some of us have also been involved in talking to the people in the hinterlands. Like uh, I know I've had to you know, give some talks to rural, rural communities in the past one or two weeks. In fact, in about three communities now uh, have been there you know, on invitation to come and talk about the COVID-19. And I want to also um, say that uh, the response by these communities are quite appreciable. They have really been doing well in coming out to listen to us. And um, the truth remains that virtually over 90% of the rural communities in Nemo State are yet to understand what we are talking about. So I would also advise that the committee that was set up by the government should also look inwards to also create an avenue whereby some medical personnel can go into the hinterlands to continue these this teaching, you know, this education, because some people are yet to understand that we are facing a very, very serious problem. So, you know, by doing that, definitely our people get to be knowing the, the sense of all the, you know, precautionary measures we are, you know, we are talking about on a daily basis. All right. So, um, that's that's a lot that you've done. Are you also equal? Are you protected fully? You know, at your workplace? I, I wouldn't tell you that we're protected fully, but I think um, we are trying our best. You know, as practitioners. We're already, you know, practicing all those things that, that WHO has, you know, instructed everybody to do 
social distancing. This time, you don't see your patient, you know, very close to yourself. The patient has to be away from you. You also wear your face mask. You also wear your gloves and all that. And then try to, as much as possible, minimize contact between yourself and the patient, particularly those of them who have fever. So these are some of the things we are doing. But truth, the truth of the matter is that some of these um, consumables are not in good quantity in hospitals. And um, so many of us sometimes try to, you know, make do with whatever we have, you know, to be able to protect us. But I would advise that um, as people are beginning to realize the importance of making our health, health you know, system work, government should also try at this time to make sure that some of these consumables are provided in good quantities. So even, well, even, after the, consumables, even after the crisis, crisis okay. even after the crisis, that we also have those things to protect ourselves from other emerging diseases. Because it's very clear now that from time to time, definitely we'll be seeing diseases coming up, even new ones. Mm. When you say consumables, I assume you're saying uh, the personal protective equipment. Yeah, some of these, uh, you know, they, they, when you take, talk about those ones are very, you know, complex uh, materials. I'm talking about the ordinary hand gloves, you know, face mask, um, hand sanitizers, uh, maybe, um, and other things that you use in the hospital setting, you know, to make sure that you're protecting yourself as well as protecting the patient. These are some of the small, small things that do not cost too much, which I think if there is good administration uh, government can provide even uh, establishments institutions can provide some of these things in good quantities so as to provide both the the health caregivers and then the patients yeah it's a good thing that you mentioned it uh, here on the show thank you so much for sharing that with us and so we'll go straight um, into the conversation for today boosting the immune system all of a sudden it has become you know very important to a lot of people you know it's been ringing it's it's been passed even sometimes passed via whatsapp messages of which some of the bcs even passed some of them contain things that might be harmful to the body when done so why is it important to, to boost the immune system. Yes, thank you for um, that uh, aspect of uh, the COVID-19, uh, which is uh, a very important aspect that we should all, you know, try to understand. Now, the body immune system, generally speaking, is meant to protect us from invasion of whether it is infections of bacteria, infections of funguses, infections of uh, viruses. And even parasites. It's any other thing that comes, anything that comes from the outside. The body immune system is there to protect us. Now, now the immune system is such that if it is developed optimally, you see a lot of you know um, microbes, microorganisms can enter into the system without causing any trouble. Um, and that is why those who have lost their immunity, like particularly, let me give an example, like those who are you know people living with um, HIV. Human, human immunodeficiency deficiency virus. Those ones have lost their immunity to a particular level that majority of the you know um, 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 uh, microbes that come into their system now cause some kind of diseases. You see, um, but for a normal person, you know, who has grown up, you know, particularly from infancy, the immune system keep developing. I don't want to go to the, the physiology of the immune system, which is a very complex thing, but it keeps developing. There are several forms. And as they're developing, as you're growing up, they're developing. And then at a particular point in your life, 
you know, they become optimal in their function. And then as you're growing older now, the immune system also begins to diminish because they have been working over the years and some of the cells are beginning to you know, get older and then some of them can no longer produce those cells as they're supposed to produce them. And then that's why people who are elderly, people who are above 60, 65 years, they now begin to develop. I mean, the immune system now begins to you know, go downwards again. But at you know, a middle-middle age, you have optimal immune system. And that is only if you are carrying out some of these things I'm going to mention now. Now, for COVID-19, it's, it's not um, different from other diseases we have been mentioned in the past. So what we have been saying before, when we uh, had uh, monkeypox, when we had uh, Lassa fever, it's really Lassa fever is still here with us, when we has, had Ebola, it's the same thing we're going to say because when once you are doing well in terms of keeping yourself off infections, you know, carrying out those things we have mentioned, like washing your hands regularly, it's not only for COVID-19, it's not only for Ebola, it's not only for Lassa fever, it's for other diseases like diarrhea, like uh, all these um, cholera and all that. So it's also going to be applicable to boosting your immune system because when you boost your immune system, you are protecting yourself from other elements, not only COVID-19. So what we're going to do today is to highlight those major things we can do to boost our immunity such that we will not get infections easily. All right, and you know you need to stay tuned here on 107.3 Darling FM. Ask your friends, family members uh, to be a part of this conversation. Find us online on www.darlingfm.ng. Click on the listening button to, you know, listen to us from anywhere in the world. Stay tuned. 107.3 Darling FM. The People's Radio. Here's how you can protect yourself from coronavirus. Wash your hands frequently with soap and running water and sing the happy birthday song twice while at it or use a hand sanitizer. Maintain at least five feet distance between yourself and anyone who is coughing or sneezing. Avoid touching eyes, nose and mouth. Why? Hands touch many surfaces and can pick up viruses. Once contaminated, hands can transfer the virus to your eyes, nose and your mouth. Cover your mouth and nose with bent elbow or tissue when you cough or sneeze. Then dispose of the used tissue immediately because droplets spread the virus. By following good respiratory hygiene, you protect the people around you from viruses such as cold, flu and the coronavirus. If you have fever, cough and difficulty breathing, seek medical care early. If you have traveled to a country with one or more confirmed cases of coronavirus in the last 14 days and you experience fever, cough or difficulty breathing, call NCDC's toll-free line before going to the hospital on 0800 9700010. 0800 9700010. Stay home and stay tuned to 107.3 Darling FM. <laughs> 
just tuned in. This is Darling Clinic on 107.3 Darling FM Certified. Camille is my name. I have Chief Dr. Hysense Emele on the show with me this morning. And uh, we are discussing the immune system, how to boost it. What are the things that we need to do? And that's exactly what we are going into now. Yes, um, we're talking about improving our immunity. And um, like I said... Immunity is everything that you have because this is something that keeps you healthy. And um, we all know that a healthy man is a wealthy man. So when you're not healthy, you cannot make wealth. So it's important that this, this immunity should be taken good care of. And how do we boost our immunity? It's very simple. All of us, if I ask this question in the communities, so many people will answer rightly because it is still the same process. One, we must be active. Now, you, you, you want to compare somebody who is active and somebody who is sedentary. Um, there is no way two of them will be the same in terms of being healthy. Somebody who is active, you know, who does some work on a daily basis, you know, try to burn down the carbohydrate that he or she eats, try to like, you know, move the muscles, will be better than somebody who sits at a place day in, day out. So being active is one important thing that we definitely, in a very big way, keep our immunity, you know, improving on a, on a regular basis. Being active means exercising. Yes, that's be exercising. In fact, like we always say, exercise is one thing that one must be doing if you if you want to be sure that you want to be healthy. Um, you see, the the lifestyle changes that we always advocate for. Exercise is one thing that is topmost in the list of things you must do. Now, a lot of people ask us, how do we expect them to exercise, you know, considering their age, considering their disability and all that. And considering the lockdown, too, that people can move okay, around. Okay, considering the lockdown. But I, I also, now, now the lockdown is simple. Some people have, have their yachts, you know, like in my house. Uh, I walk around my house with my wife on a daily basis. Uh, I know some people do not have such, you know, big uh, places where they can walk. But even at that, the streets, one can walk down the streets, you know, round the streets, and then you time yourself. Like if you walk like for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, it's beautiful, it's perfect for the day. 30 minutes walk, brisk walk. You mustn't run, you mustn't jog. And then if you do that, between four and five times a day, that means it's not going to be every day, almost alternate days. Four, five times a day is enough for the week. And that will keep your system, your muscles, your vessels, your nerves, all of them will be performing optimally. And by the time you now decide that you're going to be sedentary, probably you sit down at a place because you're a chief executive, because you think that you have money, because you think you are a clergy, uh, you are doing yourself a very bad thing. So it all means that wherever you may be, whosoever you may be, wherever you may have found yourself, it is important that you must exercise yourself. Some of the chief executives have also learned to do these things in their houses. They now build a particular you know, place in their houses where they put in all these uh, equipment, where they can do some in-house training. They have trainers who come in to, 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 to do some of these things for them. And it is only when you do these things that you now find out that your heart will be pumping, you know, very fine. You, you look at yourself. In fact, when you look at yourself after exercises, you discover that your system will be performing optimally. Nobody will even tell you that you're healthy because you will no longer observe all those headache, mind headache, uh, kata, uh, sore throat, you know, pains here and there. 
you don't the pain that comes usually is if, if you're not exercising yourself and then maybe you start suddenly you now discover that you begin to have some pains but after some time those pains will go down and then this exercise also so most of the time they lower the stress hormones you know the adrenaline the cortisols when you do exercise some of those stress hormones that come out when you're stressed they are now produced very minimal in the system and you know some of these hormones will also create some body problems like hypertension, diabetes and all that but because you're exercising the level of production of these hormones are very small and they don't go ahead to produce some of these things and also exercise, I mean uh, some uh, um, researches that have been done have shown that those who exercise themselves have a 50% chance of not contracting upper respiratory tract infection. And you know that when we talk about upper respiratory tract infection... Those who exercise. Those who do exercise, 50% of them do not stand a chance of developing upper respiratory... This means that because this COVID-19 is also an upper respiratory tract infection, it is also, if you extrapolate, it's also important to note that those who exercise may also not run the risk of developing COVID-19 even when the organism enters into their system. So, it's advocated that we should exercise at all times to make ourselves, you know, um, healthier, such that even if the organism finds its way into our body, our system will reject them and will not develop COVID-19. Now, the next thing that's also important is our feeding. We must eat right. We must feed ourselves right. What does that mean? You see, a lot of people feed as if there is no rules in feeding. There's a lot of rules. And the rule is that you must feed in such a way that your system will not go off the equilibrium. There's an equilibrium that the system has in terms of what enters and what goes out of it. So if you're eating and then you are found eating only carbohydrates, or you are found eating only fast and oil, or you are found eating only proteins, the system is not in equilibrium. So one, the first thing is that we must be found to be taking balanced diet. And that means that our feeding, we now not only concentrate in only one part of the food, but you now take all the food. As well as taking the food we have mentioned, protein, carbohydrates, fats and oil. Now, the micronutrients, the vitamins are also important because these are the ones that help us to generate those cells that we now go into the immune system to work. Most majority of them are produced and generated by the micronutrients. What do I mean by that? All this zinc, um, copper, you know, and all the small, small nutrients. The, 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 the metals that are important in the body the, and then the minerals how, how do we how do we get what what do we eat to you know get zinc almost mostly no, taking like in tablet vegetables, forms vegetables and fruits give you virtually all of them that's why when we talk about feeding one of the things that we must make sure that they are on our, our you know dining table are vegetables and fruits virtually the vegetables and fruits they will give you all the vitamins all the micronutrients now just like the green leaves that we put in our soups they have a lot of micronutrients like the ogo, um, um, alkazi, and all that. They have micronutrients. Now, that is not talking about the salad that we take. Majority of those uh, um, fruits, majority of those um, vegetables also have a lot of micronutrients. And these micronutrients, these uh, vitamins, are important in generating the immune system. So it's important that we take them. And again, we know that the gut system, that is the, from the mouth to the anus, is almost symbiotic with the, the, the immune system. When the gut is functioning normal, the immune system is normal. What, I, what do I mean by that? Now, when you are taking food the right way, the immune system tends to also be in the right way. So now, but when you take them in the wrong way, like when you now go and take a lot of fats, a lot of cholesterol-laden foods, a lot of reds, meats, and all that, 
they 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 got is not in any way you know um, in 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 its stable state, and because it's not in its stable state, the immune system definitely will be affected. So it's important that while we are doing exercises, we must also eat well. We must avoid you know fatty foods. We must avoid fried you know foods. There are foods we should avoid. Avoid those you know um, uh, uh, food that maybe that are naturally that are not natural. Particularly those ones who go into the fast food joints and when we pick them, you know, they are just uh, a mixture of this and that. And then some people take them and feel that they are normal food. Most of them have a high level of cholesterol. Most of them have a lot, high level of fat and oil and all that. So we must be found to be taking foods in a normal way. Now, the other area that's very important, I also had um, the senator, Eza Joko, talking about sleeping. You see, sleeping is important. You know, people may not understand that sleep is one very viable thing that we must be doing and do it in the right, you know, the way so that it will help us to improve on our, our, our immune system. Now, when we sleep, what happens is that the system goes on break. And when the system is on break, a lot of things happen. This immune system also tries to regenerate while we're sleeping. And that's why the Sleep Foundation has advocated that for adults, you know, just younger adults, you should take about uh, seven to eight hours of sleep. No, seven to nine hours for young adults, maybe between 18 years and 30 years. People who hustle will tell you, ah, no. It's not possible. Wait, wait. That, that's why you see the majority of us who hustle, we have a lot of uh, medical uh, complications. Let's, let's, I, I, I see some sort of, uh, you know, posit, po- positive angle to, you know, people who are staying at home in Lagos. Lagos is the busiest city in, in Nigeria. Af- in, Africa. in Africa. In Africa, right. And people who live in Lagos do not sleep They don't well. sleep, yes. They are always on the road. But the advantage of stay at home now is that majority of us can now sleep. If you don't have anything doing, some of us, you go in and have a good sleep. You can even be able to all the sleep you have lost in the past three months since the year month start I mean the year started you can regain them now that you are on lockdown <laughs> sleep as much as you can like I, I i sleep when i'm in my house i sleep i rest because oftentimes you discover that as as a technocrat as a professional you hardly have time to sleep you hardly have time to rest and it is affecting so many people that's why if you come to our environment now and check all people who are professionals, who are moving about, who do not sleep well, majority of us have one comorbidity or the other. Check. You discover that most people that have discovered that have developed hypertension, developed diabetes mellitus, developed arthritis, developed all these non uh, 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 the, the, uh, communicable diseases are because majority of us do not even have the time to you know, do exercise. We do not have the time to sleep well. We do not even have the time to eat well. And that is why you now discover that over time, majority of the people develop hypertension, develop diabetes, develop all sorts of diseases, and our people are becoming more and more you know, sick because of the not being able to rest well. So resting and sleeping is one thing that has a very good way of boosting our immunity. And all our people, as we are now having this lockdown, we should try as much as possible to learn to rest enough. We may not have the entire sleep in the night because some of us sleep late. But if you have the time to sleep in the afternoon, maybe collect one hour or 30 minutes or even two hours in the, in the afternoon, you can do that. If you pick up one hour in the afternoon and then pick like six hours in the night, you now have your seven hours sleep. But unfortunately, some of us 
have developed the, the habit of sleeping just four five hours in the night and it is enough for us but I tell you the, the after effect is that the hormone the, all these um, stress hormones will begin to be re, you know to be generated and in the system another person's come up with one element or the other but fortunately those elements can be managed so we can manage those people okay well interestingly um uh, exercise, eating well, eating fruits and resting are the things that we need to do to boost the immunity. But I, I think it's important for me to say here now that it doesn't mean that, for, that because Dr. Hyten said when you exercise you are at lower risk of contracting uh, upper respiratory tract infections. It doesn't mean that you now have to expose yourself or forget to wash your hands properly with soap and water or you, you know not practice social distancing that's not what it means that's that's not what it yes, means I, I think i need to clarify uh, uh, let that let me also put it here that in lagos one of the greatest problems we're having is that majority of the people instead of being locked down come out to the streets to jog in fact i saw a video yesterday on uh, tv where the road was you know was filled up with, with people who were people exercising who were and then they, they, they now forget that there's something called social distancing and we, when we're talking about some of these issues how you're going to improve your, your immunity we're not we're not um, telling you to forget the fact that you must you must always stay away from people you must keep a distance of about three feet or one meter like we have always said you must also make sure that you're washing your hands you all those other things we have mentioned um, practicing uh, uh, respiratory hygiene when you want to sneeze you sneeze into the sleeve of your your your, your shirt or your your your, your uh, hand that's crossed over your face and all that you mustn't forget these things so when you're doing this exercise or you are probably doing other things even in your home where you live the social distancing is important and I want to also say here that um, I, I, I discovered something yesterday where I, I wanted to go and uh, you know cut my hair uh, it was a kind of rural and I saw that the place was filled up with people I said this sometime in the past and they have not learnt their lessons it was in the village it wasn't in the village but not a village too far from the town it's just a community very close to the town here and people were seated in that place as if they don't they have not heard about what we are talking about some people came to watch a video while the others were bobbing their hair and I now discovered that there were no distancing that was observed at all and the people that were bobbing does not even seem to understand what we are talking about so that's why I said that the committee in charge of the COVID-19 in most states has a lot of work to do it, we're not we're not only trying to um, curb COVID-19 COVID in the town maybe over a suburb we need to also move to the hinterlands and how do we do that even if we cannot send in send health workers to these communities we can tell the 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 town criers the the prison general of the community the easy we, we can tell them to to inform the town criers to move around and tell the people the implications of not you know observing some of these things not washing your hand regularly not you know uh, experience, I mean, um, uh, uh, trying to distance yourself from others and all the things we have been mentioning because I believe that so many of them are yet to know that these things are, are real. Uh, no, that, that it affects them too. They think that it's only for those people who live in the town, in the in the in the, in the, in the developed uh, you know towns. So it's important for us to find a way to go to these places and instruct them 
on the need to make sure that they observe this. Because this, if this element comes into the rural communities, it will escalate. Because they most of like even in the India markets, go to their markets in the rural communities, they are all there. Yeah, you from, know, from, from clustered together, nobody seems to be avoiding each other and all that. So we need to make sure that this, the communities particularly that are all over the place get to understand what we're talking about and then observe them so as not to allow them to get this disease in such a you know a quantum that will now create problems for the society. I'm quite apt. Uh, you know you can be a part of this conversation, right? You can ask your questions, you know, or make your contributions on zero eight one five zero five zero ten seventy three. We'll take your questions and comments shortly. <laughs> Things in life are free. Aww. The air you breathe. Waking up in the morning. Or giving immunization to your child. Don't deny your children the best things in life. Immunization is free. Take it. So this quarantine is getting out of hand. And summer's over before it began. Everyone is buying all the toilet rolls. You can use the shower to wash your home. Stay at home, only leave to go get food. Look out for the elderly, cause that's what makes you cool. Don't go to parties and crash your bloody car. Especially when you're supposed to be a star. advice on Piers Morgan I used to switch him straight off in the morning but what he says is too blooming true stay away from me don't be a fool this ain't no joke we want it done so we can all just go on holiday and have some fun Make Kuna not do drugs, so 
David Jones, David, say so. 0815 That's the phone number to call if you have any questions or contributions to make on the conversation. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. What's your name? Hello? All right, you might have to call us back, 0815-050-1073. This is Darling Clinic on 107.3 Darling FM Certified. Camille is my name. I've been having this conversation on the things that we need to do to boost our immunity with Chief Dr. Hisense MLA. So if you have any questions or contributions to make, then uh, you go ahead and make it. So as at um, 9.30 p.m., 9th of April, there are 288 confirmed cases of COVID-19 reported in Nigeria, according yeah. to the NCDC. Uh, 51 have been discharged and we have uh, 7 deaths. Uh, 13 of these cases were in Lagos and 1 in Delta. The number of cases, local cases are increasing in Lagos and um, it's important that people understand that staying at home is going to help reduce the spread and where people are shopping for Easter some some state governments have uh, I think there's a mix up there's Say a 51, mix up 51 in Lagos not discharged those that were discharged are not up to 51 no, as, no, 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 not in Lagos. In Nigeria, 51 discharge okay, cases total, 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 total yes. Okay, okay. 51 total discharge cases in Nigeria, yeah. Seven deaths and uh, 288 confirmed cases. cases. as at last night, yes. Yes, as at last night. So, um, and that's why we're having all of these conversations. If, you, if, if you've been listening to Darling Clinic, we've been taking it bit by bit, you know, all of the things that we can do because we all need to take responsibility from individuals to brands to governments to you who is listening to me right now you you play your own part and let the and let others play their parts if i do not play my part that means i'm not just putting myself at risk i'm also putting the people who are around me at risk so we're getting ready to wrap up this conversation uh dr hysense what are some of the things that we do that could reduce our immunity yes um the immune system can be reduced by a whole lot of things. Now, if you're not doing this as we have mentioned, definitely the immune system will not be optimal. Then if you also if you also if you're getting older, like I've mentioned earlier, if you're growing older, the immune system tend to, you know, be depreciating. It's just like a vehicle. Over time, when you're applying a vehicle for like five, ten years, you now begin to observe that oftentimes you go to the mechanic so for somebody who's getting older the immune system also will tend to you know get get um, um, less active now some people also who have comorbidities like those uh, who are diabetic those who are hypertensive and probably those who are not managing their their hypertension or diabetes or even their maybe heart diseases any other thing that you may have majority of them will end up having some you know level of uh, reduction in the immune system then those people who are also on uh, some form of uh, steroids like those who probably you know some people who have cancers and some other ailments who are on continuous steroids some of them will also have their immunity reduced even some form of uh, family planning pills that are maybe um, you know steroid based some of them also will affect so that means in all some people who are on drugs on some form of drugs will have their immunity reduced so some people also who take a lot of like the alcoholics 
people who take a lot of alcohol, uh, some people who smoke. So all these things, in one way or the other, you know, has a way of reducing our immune system. So apart from not probably doing, being active, doing exercise, not eating well and not sleeping well, these other things when you also indulge in doing them, you, you will definitely have your immune system reduced. It is also important to tell our people that um, um, your hygiene, personal hygiene, and then environmental hygiene will also have a way of making your immune system to be more more stable. You know, people who who live in very dirty environments have a lot of a uh, you know, lot of uh, vectors that carry you know, diseases, and when they you know come down on the human being, they create some form of uh, disease, and this disease will now form of also reduce the immune system. So it's important that we take care of our bodies by you know making sure that we take our bath, you know, brush our teeth. And then regularly, and then wash our hands. Washing the hand is now the internet. And I've always advocated that at the end of COVID-19, every family must have a place they must be washing their hands regularly. Because even when COVID-19 goes, laughter has not gone. Um, Ebola has gone. It may also come back. Monkeypox has gone. It may also come back. And so these emerging diseases, some of them will also return. Some new ones will also come. So let's learn to continue to wash our hands because by so doing, we keep ourselves healthy and then we also keep our immune system optimal. So I think these are some of the things that we'll do and we'll be healthier. Thank you so much, Chief Dr. Hisense, for sharing all of that with us. A lot of things are going to change after COVID-19. Lifestyle. Uh, lifestyle is definitely going yeah. to change. More, less people are going to be shaking hands, you know, because no, we, may, we may likely stop shaking hands forever. After yeah. Yes. So, so there's a lot and of. Then we we'll do like the Indians. Right. And we just you, use you, our hands, and your then hands you together and, and bow. You bow. Uh, <laughs> which is better? Right. Which is better. Which, mm-hmm. is better, which is going to be better for us health-wise. Because sometimes you, you touch your hands in a lot of places and then use it to shake others. And I think that is one one um, agent of transfer of diseases. The hands. Yes. You see, because even when you, like, I was coming to your studio, I had to move touch through the rail. Rails. Through the rail. <laughs> and that I touched, I may, may have been touched by some other person. So I think the better thing we'll do is at the end of COVID-19, we'll now re, we'll have a second look at our culture so that we know how best to greet ourselves and then we'd reduce diseases. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with Thank us. Thank you too. All right, at 12 o'clock, our Pigeon English News Niger today will be up and at 12.30, it's the Good Friday edition of the Fusion of the Jews and Music Premiere. Certified Camille is my name. Thank you for being a part of the show.